Hello, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, with a new podcast for you, my predictions of who should win the Oscars tonight and who will probably win the Oscars tonight. I am a huge movie buff, over several thousand movies in my collection, both on Blu-ray and 4K, and I saw more movies in the movie theater this past year than any time since I was a kid. Thanks to the AMC A-List program, where I can pay 22 bucks a month and go see three movies a week, I tried to see as many movies as possible. And my app let me know the other day that I saw over 50 movies last year. Yeah, in the theater. Now, I did go see a couple of them more than once, but still, that's a lot of movies. But again, when basically going to two movies pays for my monthly subscription and I can go up to three times a week, why not? I saw movies that were I was on the fence on, movies I probably wouldn't have seen, movies I would have rated to went, because I'm basically going for free, quote-unquote. So, I saw many more of the movies uh, that are nominated than I normally do in most years, and so I think I have a pretty good handle on who's going to get what. At least I hope. I'm going to start with Best Visual Effects. You've got Star Wars, Avengers Endgame, 1917, The Lion King, and The Irishman. Lion King is pretty impressive. Both Star Wars and Avengers deserve it because of the sheer epic scale of what they pulled off. But I think this one's going to go to 1917 and probably should. I would like to see the Avengers get it. Star Wars was great, but Avengers was just wow. But 1917, the visual effects are seamless. You don't even think there are visual effects. So uh, the Academy is very much into giving the award to visual effects that you don't really notice or see. Take that with a grain of salt. Take all of these with a grain of salt. For best cinematography, you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, 1917, The Lighthouse, and Joker. And these are all great movies that looked beautiful. I would love to see The Lighthouse get it. Uh, Jaron Blasky did an amazing job in a black and white film. It is very hard to shoot in black and white these days and make it look as luminous and as beautiful as it did. Uh, It was just a sheer technical achievement to pull off the lighthouse. And again, I'd like to see it get it, but I'm pretty sure Roger Deakins for 1917 is going to get it. I've watched some of the extras on YouTube, and 1917 is definitely one of the best movies I saw, and I didn't see it until about a month ago, so it's not a 2019 movie in my head, but because it was released at Christmas time in some states, you it made it into the Oscar noms for 2020. Roger Deakins is probably the best cinematographer working in movies today. He's made some incredibly beautiful films, pulled off some incredibly hard, yet incredibly just breathtaking photography. And the length, the 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 trouble they went to to get some of the shots in 1917, if the light wasn't right or whatever, they just waited till the next day kind of thing. They... If you haven't seen 1917, it was filmed like it was all done in one take. It wasn't. And they hide the edits and and how they went from one scene to another. It's invisible. It really does look like the entire movie was done in one take. But what they pull off, and so much of it done in the camera, and so much of it coming off so beautifully, Roger Deakins deserves this award, in my opinion. And we'll probably get it. Best Adapted Screenplay, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Irishman, Joker, The Two Popes. I did not see The Two Popes. 
Joker is not really a direct adaptation. It's kind of an adaptation of all the comic books ever. <laughs> There's not really a, a, a thing they can go back to and say that because Joker really never had an origin story. Um, Irishman is supposed to be a great book, but I'm thinking it's a, a tie between Little Women. Greta Gerwig did a great job adapting a very hard novel to adapt. And I haven't read the novel, but Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, I just think these two are vying for for the top spot, and probably Little Women will get it. I'd like to see Taika get it, but we'll see. Best Original Screenplay, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, 1917. 1917 is a war movie like there has never been before and probably will never be again. Probably won't win. Marriage Story, intense, wonderfully acted story about divorce. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino wrote and directed a movie that's a love letter to Hollywood. Parasite is in the running because it's different. It's a foreign language film, but it's also different than most movies, and what they pulled off there is is pretty impressive. But I would like to see and think that Ryan Johnson for Knives Out will get it, only because it was just a perfect screenplay. There's so many things in it. It is so well written to be what it is, to to be an homage to an Agatha Christie novel or movie. It is just watching the movie. It was just execute it. it the screenplay was just perfect. It it could not have been better than it was. He must have worked on that quite some time, but I think he'll get it. It would it would be out of left field, but I think he deserves it. Best foreign language film: Les Mis, Parasite, Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Pain and Glory. Parasite's got this hands down. This is one of the first times since Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that a foreign language film has been lavished with award nominations and popularity. People went to the movies to see it. It made money. And I just think Parasite is going to get some of the some of the awards, probably not the big ones, but it's going to get a lot of the awards. And it would be interesting to see it get some of the big ones. But as far as best foreign language film, nothing else is even close. In the Best Animated Feature category, um, a couple of these I didn't even hear of, Klaus or I Lost My Body. How to Train Your Dragon was really good and a great ending to that trilogy. Missing Link, did not see it, but those guys do incredible work. I think Toy Story 4 has just got this one. It was the second ending to the series that we didn't know we needed and incredibly well done. I was one of those people who said after Toy Story 3, we don't need any more. That was a perfect ending, but they figured out a way to make Toy Story 4 and did it well. Best original music score, Randy Newman for Marriage Story. You've got Little Women, Joker, 1917, and John Williams for Star Wars. I think Williams has got this. I thought it was a great score. It it definitely has themes and shades from all of the other Star Wars movies, but that is how he blended it all beautifully with some new stuff. There weren't some amazing new themes that he introduced, but there really was, you know, this is supposed to be the end of nine movies. He basically took nine score or eight scores and blended them into one perfect score. I don't know who else is even close for this. I I think John Williams is going to get it. Best director, you got Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips for Joker, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Sam Mendes for 1917. Martin Scorsese is the master and delivered a a three-and-a-half-hour movie that's actually entertaining. 
it was well edited. The special effects were pretty good. I think Marvel's de-aging technology works better than what he used, but... Todd Phillips did an amazing job with Joker. That was a movie I didn't even think was going to be good, and it's one of my favorite films of the year. I think it's between Bong Joon-ho for Parasite and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Parasite, again, was a very different movie. It just is not like anything that's come before. has a lot to say. It's interesting to watch, and for a foreign film, it, it broke through, and people that don't normally go see foreign language films went to see it. But again, Quentin Tarantino made a three-hour love letter to Hollywood. He has never won the Academy Award for Best Director. I think they're going to give it to him. I, I And I, I, I can say he probably deserves it. He was at rare form. This is not my favorite Scorsese film, and it's the only one I don't own. But on the flip side, I was blown away in the theater by it. Didn't think I would be. And it's just him working at the top of his game. It'll be interesting to see how that works out tonight. Best Supporting Actress, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Be nice to see Florence Pugh for Little Women. Scarlett Johansson would be nice for Jojo Rabbit, but I think Laura Dern's got this one. She's been nominated before. She's doing some great work since she's come back. I, I, I just think she's going to win. In the Best Actress category, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, and why do I always have a hard time pronouncing her name? Shershe Ronan <laughs> for Little Women. She does great in all her work, and she's still in her 20s. I mean, she really does amazing work, and I think she's, she's in the running for this award, but... Renee Zellweger is probably going to get it. She pulled off Judy like nobody else could, I think. I just think the Academy Award is going to go to her. And it'd be nice to see Scarlett Johansson win for Marriage Story. That was a great role. Best Supporting Actor, Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, Al Pacino for The Irishman, and Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I still laugh that Tom Hanks has become everyone's favorite actor, and this is a guy that started on a TV show called Bosom Buddies. It just He came from the comedy side of things, and it's very rare to see comedians move into serious drama and be as, as well-beloved as he's become for the roles he's chosen. Don't think he's going to win, though. I think Joe Pesci is pretty close. Uh, his return to movies has been... Uh, you know, everybody loved his work in The Irishman, but I honestly think it's going to Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has won uh, most of the big awards that have been given out already for his role. He played a stuntman in A Love Letter to Hollywood, somebody who's been around, who's seen things. I think he played it perfectly. I just think it's going to go to Brad Pitt. Best actor is Jonathan Price, uh, The Two Popes, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time. I loved Leonardo in Once Upon a Time. I think he did a great job. I think if anybody outshined him in the movie, it was Brad Pitt, and he'll probably win Best Supporting Actor and probably should win Best Actor because he had just as much of a role as Leonardo did. It would be nice to see Adam Driver he does a very nuanced performance from from very emotional outbursts to very, very quiet moments. But I really think the award is going to go to Joaquin Phoenix. 
he completely disappeared into that role. Yes, it's a super villain movie, and it's based on comic books, but that movie worked on so many levels and was so much more than I... I mean, again... When I saw the trailers, I'm like, great, they're going to do a Martin Scorsese version of a superhero movie. Oh, boy. And I saw the movie twice in the theater. I just think Joaquin's going to walk away with it. He's won almost every Best Acting Award so far, so he's going to get the award. And for Best Picture of the Year, 1917, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. These are all fantastic movies and will last beyond this year. These are movies that film fans are adding to their collections. They're they're just all incredibly well made. It would be so interesting to see Parasite win Best Picture. It really, really would. But I honestly think it's going to go to 1917. There has never been a war movie like 1917. What they achieved was not only a technical achievement, but an emotional achievement, an artistic achievement. You follow two soldiers on one mission in World War One. This was a movie that even when I saw the previews and read what it was going to be about and who was behind it, I still had little interest in seeing it. But by the time it finally opened here, I went on opening night, saw it in a prime theater. I was riveted. I was blown away. It affected me like no other movie in this past year, and I was affected by quite a few of those movies. I mean, Joker, I walked out, wow, and I went back and saw it a second time. I haven't seen 1917 a second time, but I will own that one. It is just, and I like war movies. I They don't make up the mass of my collection, but I do like war movies. And I just, I think everyone needs to see 1917. I think of all the movies released, all those fantastic movies released, that 1917, again, is a technical achievement and just an amazing film. Everybody needs to see it. It's a great war movie. It's a great movie. It's never, just never been done like that before. Kudos to Sam Mendes, Roger Deakins, and everybody else who was involved. I honestly think that it deserves it and will probably win the top Oscar tonight. But we'll see. It's going to be a long performance. I do like award shows, but man, they've gotten so long. Hopefully this one moves quick. Um, They're giving away a lot of the awards before, like they did at the Grammys. Um... I would like to see more award-giving and less uh, song and dance numbers. Like I thought the Grammys went too far with the song and dance numbers, and it would be nice to see more awards given out, see more of our stars picking up their awards. But we'll see in the Oscars tonight. It should be interesting. And I, the most deserved nominees almost in my lifetime. Usually when the Academy Award nominations run roll around, I go, those movies, really? Some are critical, critic favorites. My boys are, are playing in the background. Are you guys having fun? You can tell it's a live podcast. Um, but many times in years past, there were the obvious award winners that, you know, that didn't catch on with the public. Movies that were really well-crafted, well-acted, well-directed, well-shot, but uh, they didn't catch on with the public consciousness. Most all of those movies made a lot of money. And that means the public saw them too. And that's just rare for the Oscars to give out awards to movies that were popular, that were hits, so to speak. And what's really cool is AMC is still showing all of those Academy Award nominees. They maybe only get one screening a day. They've been showing them ever since the first of the year so people could see them before the Academy Awards tonight. I think that was really cool. And kudos to AMC. I'm keeping my... I didn't think I would keep my A-list 
uh, subscription past summer because summer had so many movies to see. But again, it's given me the opportunity to go see movies. And I, I you know, I went and saw Birds of Prey Thursday night, and I probably wouldn't have paid to see that movie, but because I can, you know, and I really enjoyed it. But anyway. I think 1917 is going to get some of the big awards. I think Brad Pitt's going to win. I think Tarantino's going to win. Even though Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wasn't my favorite movie of the year, I think we've got some deserving awards to give there. So it'll be interesting to see tonight. Let me know what you think. Put your ideas, your your thoughts, your predictions in the comments. And uh, we'll see you tonight uh, on the broadcast. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please subscribe to the podcast, check out the Patreon page, and thank you so much for listening to my babble. Yeah.